exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Impact for hosting us. They're probably one of the only ones in the nation that would, would host us. <laughs> the best damn radio show. Yeah. Well, radio you. station. Radio station. That's right. Both. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we want to thank you. And I also want to thank Casey for uh, for several years of uh, helping to put together uh, creative things at Olin Health Center from from the show to helping me with the column and uh, all kinds of stuff. So we're we're wishing the best for both of you as you move on in your endeavors. I've enjoyed every minute thank of you it. Very much. Yes. So, so so it's a fling. So it's it's a fling tonight, right? It is. It's a fling. Flying by the show. seat of our pants. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's be been, great. <laughs> different meaning of the word fling. It's been well. The, the history of the show is that you know we started, uh, boy, four or five years ago when at this last show we'd actually bring couples on. We'd bring couples on, and we used no to. No kidding. Uh, yeah, we'd bring couples on. Oh, we cool. talked to them about their relationships and and how they how they worked and how they didn't work. But you know, we tended to run into a little bit of difficulty as we talked to people because it turned into therapy sessions, and it turned into sometimes, oh my God, I'm with the wrong person, <laughs> and that kind of on <laughs> air, on air you know, live on the air. That kind of on air thing is not really what we want uh, because it's not a about therapy it's really about communication and, and interaction so but you know the last couple of weeks we've had this really swing in weather you know it's really hot and it got really cold and it got hot again so i think it's throwing everybody's kind of biological uh clocks about springtime and emotions and sexuality and relationships off so you see some people go, you want to be together no i don't no it's cold now i don't want to be together yeah, i want to be together just back and <laughs> forth but it's it's you know that that old thing about when the springtime comes around, you know, uh, ideas go to love and romance and yes. everything like that. And so that's kind of was the genesis of the show. It's just bringing people on to talk about this stuff. So and then I got to summer loving because that's what Casey wanted to do, summer loving. <laughs> and so, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting time because a lot of students are getting ready to leave. And you know, let's, let's be honest, some of them have started relationships here. And they still may have relationships back there, or some are leaving here, and they don't know how to end this relationship mm-hmm. here, or how to sustain it when they go there. So it's kind of a here and there type of thing transition. with relationships. We're always in transition. Transitions, yeah. you know. Just, uh, Life of a college student. Yes. Yeah. But, but, you know, uh, it's, it's so the concept of fling was, you know, when I go home, should I have, uh, uh, should I continue my relationship? Uh, am I going to meet somebody else? And you get this a lot. You know, this is a real busy time, both at Olin and the Counseling yeah. Center, because a lot of relationships are breaking up and a lot of them are being tested because, you know, let's face it, long distance relationships uh, and long distance can be anything from 50 miles to thousands of miles are tough on people. Mm-hmm. They suck. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, some of that. You know, actually, and one of the questions that I had uh, for the entire panel, you know, when you think of whether it's in the movies or radio or just people you talk to and they say summer fling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, usually that, that specifically would apply to people in, you know, the kind of college student age bracket or, you know, sweethearts in high school, something like that. Do you think that it's called a summer fling as opposed to like a, you know, some other type of fling because it is, uh, students are free from the burden of academics or they just feel that, oh, it's summertime and I'm not doing much. I'm out of the, you know, just kind of day-to-day routine of life. So this is a time to be free, to experiment. I mean, what is it, what does it mean to say a, a summer fling? I think, um, sometimes I think about summer flings and in terms of, um, they're an excuse to be, you know, transient. 
You know, I, I don't have to be committed to anything. I'm not committed to academics. You know, I may have this um, job that I'm not really doing much with. You know, I'm just kind of my summer to just be free, right? And um, some people really need that time to um, to spend uncommitted. Um, oh, so she use, said the word, uncommitted. Yeah. <laughs> but oh. some pe- I think some people use summer as an excuse to not be in a commitment as opposed to saying, I'm just not interested in being in a commitment right now. And they say, well, it's summertime, so I want to be free. You could be free at any point. Right. It's it's not dependent on a season. Right. I mean, certainly if, the, if just like you said, Dr. D, if, if it's getting hot and cold, hot and cold, and do I want to be together, do I don't? I, mean, I guess our biological... It's a summer fling. It's a fall color change. It's a winter boredom. You know, you know I, I think the terminology you use is, is, is kind of interesting. And, and Aaron's looking at me, don't get into it. Don't get in. But, <laughs> Bring uh, it. <laughs> we, we would love our listeners to call in at 432-3893 and tell us what your definition of a fling is. And we, we have prize packs. I mean, it's the end of the year. We got prize packs that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> we got prize packs filled with stuff. We'll give you a double prize pack if you call in tonight because it's so nice. So, and I won't tell you what's in that prize pack because it's a surprise. <laughs> but but ca- call in and, and, and tell us what you think a fling is. But what do you guys – I mean, when you say fling, sometimes I go – Oh my gosh, it's one of those things where people think that a relationship can just be this time period, I'm just going to have, or is it all just about sex? When you say a fling, because sometimes when people say fling, they don't really even mean we are going to communicate, we're just going to have sex, and then I'll go back to my other relationship, my full-time relationship. Hmm. What do you think? I think it depends. I think that a lot of people have a summer fling and like it's the entire summer that you're with a person and then you go back to school and you say goodbye to that person and it's just a relationship over the summer. I think it could be a one-night stand. I think it could be whatever. I think that the important thing is that um, in anything that you know what it is for you before you you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw my two cents in here because i'm probably the most ignorant person on this stuff so correct me if i'm wrong but i mean when when i think of a fling you know i I think of i don't know is it kind of two people go into something with that mental like disposition that it is going to end i mean Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of is it is it almost kind of ironic to go into a situation like that knowing it's going to end or from the beginning would you just kind of say to yourself and your partner um, hey, you know, maybe kind of talk at the beginning and say, you know what, I'm just looking for X, Y, Z. Spoken like a true male, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's tough in. because you want to um, you want to assume that both parties are thinking that it's a fling, yeah. but you can't make right. that assumption, right? Sure. Right. No. What about I mean, you? Can but I think it might be a, a pressure thing. If you feel like it's going to end, then there's there's a tendency for some people to feel less pressure in that kind of situation, mm-hmm. and I almost feel like. When it comes to summer fling, what a lot of people think about when it's 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 kind of a proximity thing. Um, you know, people are especially with college students traveling home for the for the summer, or right. you know, they're leaving relationships at school, and maybe they don't necessarily want to continue a relationship that they started at school because they don't want to turn it into a long distance thing. And so, um, and, and the same thing for when they're at home during the summer. There's people around that you might meet new people. You might go on vacation. You might be traveling somewhere. Study abroad. And it's it's a right. proximity thing. You don't. There's less pressure, and you don't have to maintain something over a long distance, boy, which can be hard. Boy, how the world cycles. You, you're just talking like you're uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young back from the '70s. <laughs> Love the one you're with. Okay. So, just so so relationship. Lost your audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think people know who Crosby, Stills, Nash, Love and Young. Love the one you're and, with. Please don't say no. <laughs> No, but 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 you're saying that that relationships are all about proximity, and you're you're, you're taking Stephen Stills' idea, which is just 
love the one you're near with. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? But but I'll challenge you on this. I this. think when you're talking about flings, I think that's I think that's one of the at least for me that's one of the things I think of when you. Well, think but, of but because you're a male. <laughs> no, it's a convenience. Let's call it. Let's call it what it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. That might be a bit of an assumption because I, I think a lot of people would agree. Would agree with what? That I, I think that that's part of the I think that's part of the the deal when people think of a fling. I don't think it's a male thing. I mean, in in our society, that's a general male you stereotype. You are so full of it tonight, Andrew. <laughs> you are just so full of it. No, why do you assume that women don't want to have this completely unbridled just whatever? Ladies, kind please of. call in and tell us what you think <laughs> a, a fling is. Wait, wait, hold on, really? Do I not count? <laughs> do call Ladies. in. <laughs> Ladies call listening right now, but, yeah, we, we've call done in this. to the impact at 432-3893. Ladies, call in and confirm. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but if you're, if you're going to sit down, and this is, this is not a heterosexist thing or anything like that. This is if you're talking about the sexist and you, you talk about defining different words. We've done this. You know, when, when, you, when you're in, let's just take a heterosexual relationship. You've got a male and a female, and you ask them to define commitment. You know, such words as commitment and flings and stuff that you know, and you can look at them, and you, you know that in a classroom. When I do that, you get different definitions of what they mean, uh, and you or you get definitions of monogamy. Mm-hmm. And I ask a, a group of men, and, and this, I will generalize here for a minute. You ask a group of men what monogamy is, and they'll say, "Well, you know, I might be just seeing this one person for a while, and then next week it might be somebody else." And then when you ask that, many times the women will say, "Well, monogamy is I'm just seeing this one person the whole t- relationship." Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different definitions, and part of the problems with relationships is the couples, whether whether they're male and male, or female female, or male female, they don't sit down and define these terms like fling. Somebody somebody might go into somebody going, "I'm looking for a fling," and then you meet somebody and you don't really say it's a fling. You know it's a fling, but the other person might think it's a new relationship, and you go, "Ah, in my mind, it's a fling." And then at the end of the summer, you go. Well, didn't you know it was a fling? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's... I think, a, go ahead. Well, I also think a lot of times people, even, you know, males and females who want to fling, end up starting to feel that commitment and starting to feel maybe love or, you know, some type of commitment, and it becomes... Oh, are you it, saying that something else could happen? Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and yeah, I, yeah. it doesn't necessarily happen with both people at the same time. And so, like, communication isn't just we sit down at the beginning of the summer and we say this is what we want and that's how it happens because people change and people evolve and feelings grow and feelings change, and so you need to keep communicating and keep defining what you want in your relationship. And just love the one you're with, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, if, if you've just uh, tuned in, this is Impact Ex- Exposure. It's a special edition, Impact Sex Exposure. Let's go to the phone lines right now. Hello, you are on the air with Impact Sex Exposure. Who's this? This is Kimberly. Kimberly, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, how about you? Excellent. Uh, so what's up? What do, you, what do you think of this summer, summer fling stuff? Well, to me, a summer fling is something that you wouldn't like. To me, you would hook up with somebody you normally wouldn't choose. It's somebody that you think you might not normally be compatible with, but because you're away for the summer, you decide to hook up with them as as a very non-committal, you know, just for the summer type thing. Okay, so th- this is radio. No one can see you. No one can identify you. What do you What do you mean by hook up? Are you just talking about a nice sexual adventure? Yeah, I'm talking okay. pure physical relationship. You realize that you know you might not be compatible with this person for various reasons but for the summer you know you may be attracted to them and they're attracted to you and and you have a physical relationship 
Do you think both couple or both people uh, identify that in the beginning, or do you think that maybe one does it and the other one does it, and then at some point it comes out? Um, because we're using the word sling here, I would say that it's something that's identified to begin with. Okay. Like I said, it's probably somebody you normally wouldn't choose as a partner, and and I don't know if it's to me it would be like an unsaid type thing where you guys both know that you would normally be interested in each other, but because of the fling. So it's somewhere in that book of college flings. It's 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 an unknown. It's it's known, but it's not stated. Right, right. And some people might take it. You know, some feelings might grow on one side or the other. But ah, I mean that does happen occasionally. But it starts off with the intent of pure physical fun for the summer. Well, Doctor D, this sounds a lot like what I was saying earlier. <laughs> proximity. Thing. Well, is oh. it? But is it like a one night thing, or do you think it's something that lasts a couple times or longer? I mean, what do you? How, What's the time length on this? An appropriate way of describing it would be friends with benefits for the summer. Ah, oh, oh, I knew it would nice. friends with benefits. Okay. <laughs> so, Kimberly, when you're so basically, what you're trying to say is when you think of the whole summer fling thing, that's it's basically kind of a a, a time that you look at um, to stretch, almost kind of stretch your own your own experiences, saying, well, hey, you know, this might be this. It's summertime. It might be a good opportunity to do something that I don't usually do, or I might not be usually in the mindset to do. Definitely. That's exactly what I would say it would be. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, do you, th- do you think, uh, and, and uh, tread lightly on this answer, remembering we have a uh, super-duper prize for you, but do you think the flings are healthy? Um, I, I think they can be, okay. depending on who's in them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you buy into the Crosby, Stills, Nash uh, theory of love the one you're with, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, if you're a stable person and you don't get attached easily, then it could be a fun learning experience. But, you know, if you have attachment issues and tend to get clingy, I I think it could be very damaging. (laughs) (laughs) Damn those clingy people. (laughs) Hey, thanks for calling in. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you. And, and if you have any questions at all, uh, again, if you have any questions about you know summer relationships, anything to do with our awesome panel here at uh, Sexposure right now, the phone lines are open, 432-3893. Oh, clingy people. Clingy. <laughs> you well, know, you know how I feel about that. I think she brings up a good, <laughs> a good know, point, though, about learning about relationships oh, for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it can be a good opportunity to learn about who you are as a person. Well, you know, um, so- It's not for everybody, of course, but... Oh, definitely not. You know, I mean, there are people that, you know, may get attached very quickly or like to define things um, and really know what they're getting into and have it all set out. And that's perfectly fine. You just have to recognize who you are as a person, your needs first. I actually wish uh, most people were out there are were probably as aware of our caller was. I mean, she seemed to think and know what she wanted and, and how to proceed with that. But you know, let's 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 be honest. Anytime you get into any type of situation where you're going to involve yourself with sex, uh, there's a lot of questions one needs to ask themselves about that. Uh, because you know, uh, and when I asked her the question about healthy, uh, she gave the right answer, which which to me is you know, uh, it's not about whether you've asked about STIs and use protection and stuff. It's really are you going into it with the right frame of mind, and do you have a willing and consenting partner that you've communicated with, and they both want to do that type of thing so that, that, that very interesting caller and, and you know that's actually one of the things i was wondering i wanted to ask you is um everyone always says you know communication is the foundation of a relationship any type of relationship um and when you have something like a summer fling 
um, as, as we were talking about, you know, one person may think, oh, well, you know, this might be something more serious, whereas the other person will say, you know, for me, this is literally, you know, just a summer fling. Uh, I guess what I wanted to ask is how good is or how effective is communication if, say, it's summertime, you have two people who kind of randomly meet and they're interested in pursuing a relationship to what depth that relationship is up to them. But how effective is communication before you start the relationship? I mean, will people, after communicating, obviously things are always changing and interacting and, you know, you're always finding out more and more about that person. But um, I guess when you communicate beforehand, does that really help, I guess, be, to get on the same page? Or do people just kind of say, you know what, let's get in a relationship. Let's not really, you know, yeah, whatever. Let's it's just a summer do it. Thing. Let's just hook up <laughs> yeah. and get it done. That's it, you know. Right. Get it, get <laughs> it, done. Get it done. I think in the I ideal know. relationship, yeah. you would talk about it beforehand. But that's, I mean, of course, there's no guarantee that, right. that one one's feelings aren't going to grow or both. Um, so it's not, I mean, it's just like anything. You can't be sure. Can't be certain. Yeah. But... I think it sets a good foundation, though. If you set up the expectations for the relationship you're in, then you're then aware when they change, and then you know when and how to communicate that change. Rather than if you go all summer without saying anything, and then it's okay, I'm going right. back to school, and the other person's like, "Whoa, wait! I thought we were, I thought we were gonna get married next year." You know, like that's kind of a and then and then problem. Some, of, some of those relationships, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, then would maybe turn into long distance relationships. And as we were well, talking about, no, what is no. it with I, I came in here tonight and told Aaron that I was tired, and she says, "Well, get get fired up now. I'm feisty." Uh, <laughs> and and I, we'll be we'll be easy on it because your last show because when oh, you said the thank communication you. is the foundation, I was going, "Which Hallmark card did you leave <laughs> that on?" Uh, and Casey over there going, "Communication, I mean, communication, come on. communication, it's key." Why do people get into relationships? I mean, why why are you why would you want to cross the bar or cross the softball field to talk to somebody? Why would you want to be with somebody? Is it because I really want to communicate with that person. Or, hey, they look hot. Or, or our <laughs> proximity, I, so I want to love the one I'm with. I mean, if I cross a really softball asking? field for someone, it's for physical attraction. But for me personally, if <laughs> I'm going to be a in a play. relationship right. with someone, it's because I like talking to them. I'm, okay. I'm big about someone who makes me laugh and someone who I get along with on a personal level. You know, that's not everyone. But um, I think it's important do, to do you, know that about me if you're going to date me. Do you think that the caller that called in said she just was into a physical relationship for some or something that was funny? Do you think that's all right to do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. It wasn't like, <laughs> yes, don't attack no. me. But, you know, I know you say communication is the foundation and, and should it happen before the relationship? Would have, I mean, I don't think some people even know when they're in a relationship. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll ask people, are you in a relationship? Well, I don't know. We've been dating for six months, but I really don't know how to define that. And so, so you know, starting before, during, after, at some point you have to. But communication isn't just words. Right. It's not just words. It's how you approach the whole individual but i see callers right? and you know we actually do have some more callers and if you'd like to uh, ask any questions again the phone lines are open at 432-3893 if you just tuned in thank you because you're listening to impact sex exposure uh the last show of the year actually and let's go to the phone lines right now uh todd how you doing not too bad how about yourself very well welcome to the show thanks for uh calling us up no sweat yeah you guys were talking about flings i just had a quick comment for you okay i, I think for a lot of people the term fling is a retrospect, and they don't really identify it early on. And they're probably looking at the relationship like it could be something more, you know. Okay, so after it's over, they can call it a fling because it wasn't more. 
Well, what, are, what are the indicators that usually you think people get to where they say, well, this wasn't a long-term, it's just a fling? What, what is it for you? Well, I think once you get past the superficial uh, motives for being with somebody, past just physical attraction, and you start to get into uh, where people are really compatible, uh, morals, religion, politics, you know, more of the hotter issues that people are, uh, like, more core issues to them. So what attracts you to this person the first time in the fling, then? Uh, the opportunity, maybe, to uh, experience something new. Um, it's always a great thing to just be liked by a new person. I think I think it's a very fair comment that it's sometimes done in retrospect. I don't think some, yeah, you know, I somewhat agree with you. I think some people go into it going, you know, there might be something here, or maybe it's just that I need to get laid tonight, or maybe it's just <laughs> no. That's let's just be honest about sure, it. Some sure. people, some people, our caller said that. I'm just paraphrasing her, right? Her, not me. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it is that. But then you get into it and you go, you know, there might be something here. Then all of a sudden, when it doesn't go right and it's getting towards the end, you go. Uh, let's just call this a fling. <laughs> you know? I think Todd's definitely right, though. I think I think we do often, more often hear the word fling in after the fact. Yeah, discussing um, it after the fact. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go out tonight and have a fling. People don't usually yeah. say that. Like, or I'm planning on having right. a fling this summer. It's it's well, in the fall. Sometimes they <laughs> But, <laughs> but I, you know, I do agree with you. That's an interesting perspective. Well, we have the super-duper prize pack for you. Uh, and appreciate you calling in. Thanks for taking it. Have a good night. Definitely. You too, Thanks, Todd. And uh, we actually are going to go uh, right to the phone lines as well. We have another caller, uh, if you guys are up for it. Uh, Jamie, you are on the air right now on Impact Exposure. How are you doing, Jamie? Great. How are you guys? Doing very well. Uh, thank you so much for calling Calling up. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is it with the summer fling? Well, I was just wondering, it's, you know, you make it past this summer fling point and you are in, like, an actual relationship you know, since we're all getting older, how long is a good time to wait until you can expect, like, marriage or, you know, to move on to even a higher level than that? Never. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to expect marriage. That would be my perspective. Because when you expect marriage, you set up these expectations um, that may not become achieved, you know. We talk about commitment. Commitment is a now process, right? So you're committed Right now, at this very moment, it doesn't mean I'm committed tomorrow. It doesn't mean I'm committed next week. doesn't mean I'm committed in 10 years. Um, so this expectation, I think, that a lot of us have that it's going to proceed further to another level of commitment, we're always trying to make that next level of commitment. And I think that, you know, that could be a flaw in something that we're doing. Let me do, let me do, I think that's a great answer. Let me do this in 30 seconds. There are three elements that are important for a long-distance relationship, if you're even going to consider marriage, because marriage is, is that type of commitment, as Aaron said, which is a now process. It may last, oh boy, I'm going to get to call this now. It may last one day, it may last forever, but you're never going to marriage thinking it's going to last forever. You're going to marriage hoping it's going to last forever because it's a now commitment. But three things, real quickly, in any relationship, as Todd kind of said, First, you have passion. Passion is only going to take you so far. It's going to take you probably one day to three months, maybe a year if you stretch out the definition of passion. <laughs> as, as passion as passion wanes, you better, be, you better be developing two things, intimacy and commitment. And intimacy defined is not sex. Intimacy is that connection that you have with the other person where you can share different parts of your lives and feel real comfortable, whether it's work, play, whatever. You develop that intimacy, and then you better have a working definition of commitment, something where you both know that you are committed to the process you're going. Because if passion wears out before you develop any one of those other two, ah, don't get married. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> don't do it because it's not going to last long. It just tell me how it is. Got it. Well, thank you guys very much. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Good question. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that brings up a really good point because um, we're, a theme I'm noticing, and I might be completely off, so please let me know, <laughs> as I usually am, uh, is expectations. Uh, as Jamie just said when, when she called up, it's, it's all about, you know, uh, when you move past that stage and you're, you know, or if you're thinking about expecting this, that, and the other thing, isn't the whole expectation of a summer fling kind of expecting something in the summer season a limitation in and of itself? I mean, isn't isn't just kind of graduating from school and, and or, or you're just leaving or, you know, the whole whoever you are, if it's summer and you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I'm expecting this because it's summer. Is it is it right to to use that as a reason to have a summer fling quote unquote because just like we were talking about all season round all, all four seasons you can you can have a relationship that you and the person that you're seeing um are healthy with and uh, are comfortable with mm-hmm. so well i uh, think expectations can 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 wear you down a little bit because i think living life is about living in the present um living in the now and so if you're always expecting something it's like you're worrying about the future too much and you're not really living in the, in the now and maybe not enjoying the present moment as much as you could be. I agree. I want to um, just talk about from a female perspective in case you can jump in if you mm-hmm. want. Um, um, we're always trying to find husbands, right? We're always trying oh, to Oh, I know husbands. I am. Husbands and babies. That's all, <laughs> that's all I need. It's not true. <laughs> it is not true. There are many women out there that don't have these um, – expectations of going to the next level. Um, so let's not make an assumption that, you know, that women are out there making these expectations, but there are also men out there with these expectations that I'm going to get married next year to this girl. And I think it comes down to communication and being really honest first with yourself and then with your partner. And I think another big part about expectations, I think that expectations for a relationship can be dangerous. I think expectations of another person are very dangerous especially if you don't have that communication in place. But I think I have expectations for myself and what I want, and that's my expectations of what I want and how I'm going to get it. Dennis hates me. Look, <laughs> 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 just too damn serious. Though. Turn this, turn oh. <laughs> well, because I, I think what you're saying, too, is that, you know, if you have specific expectations about something, of course, it's almost like you're inviting, um, you know, setbacks and letdowns to happen to you. But mm-hmm. I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of maybe it's a good thing to have your own personal platform on things, your own personal, I don't want to say like equation, because obviously it sounds really, really limiting, but your own personal, um, I guess, outlook on who you're, who or a type of person that you're looking for, not very specific, but just, you know, I'm here in my life. This is who I am. You know, I've I've been thinking about relationships that I'd like, and and this is where I want to go. Is it is it a healthy thing to have that just kind of general? You, you are writing for Hallmark these days. <laughs> you well, really are. No, thank no, you. No. I've, been, I've, I've, I've been submitting several cards. We'll see if they actually You know, actually, when, when I saw this on the agenda, uh, the, the whole concept of fling, I was going to say to Casey, oh. That is such a stupid concept because that, that whole concept of fling has that time sense oriented to it. You know, it's like mm. I'm going to – let's call it what it is. It's, it's like you're looking for a brief, passionate encounter in the summer because students are leaving and they might be leaving something that they're tired and it's been long and it's been hard. And they're going into the summer and it's like, I need some passion. 
So they, they look for this, what they call a fling, but they don't realize that sometimes when they go into a fling, it can, it can open up a whole new avenue of emotions and relationship contexts. And how many people have gone into flings and then it turned out to be a long-term relationship or gone into long-term relationships and turned into flings? So why do you call it... Why, <laughs> I wasn't looking at Aaron. Aaron, we're looking in your direction. <laughs> but why, why do we even call it that? I mean... And the whole concept of expectations. Can I can I do something real quickly? Yes. I'm going to read yeah. you some. I'll challenge you, you non-caller in there, is because we still mm. have some super duper packets, you wimps out there. The number, <laughs> by the way, really quick uh, to all the listeners out there: four three two three eight nine three. We're getting some really good calls this show. So now, I'm going to give you some concepts here, and you tell me which are the most important for you in starting a relationship. Okay? I'm just going to read these, so you take them down with a pencil and write fast. Trust. Friendship, mutual respect, good communication, realistic expectations. We were talking about expectations. Shared interest, commitment, ability to face conflict, sexual variety. You guys will be writing that one down. Positive support, love, and humor. Of those concepts, and if you want to call in, I'll repeat them. Which one is most important to you? Is it realistic expectation? Is it humor? Is it love? Is it trust? Is it friendship? And if you call in and tell me trust, don't just say, I need trust. Define what trust is. Most people don't even know what trust is. Say, I need trust. <laughs> well, what is trust? I trust he won't sleep with anybody else. That's usually what I get. But of those concepts, trust, friendship, mutual respect, shared conflict, commitment, love, humor, what's the most important one to you if you had to choose one? And don't call in and say, I like them all. No. Tell us which one you think is the best. <laughs> Well, definitely. Sorry, we're uh, actually communicating on, on online right now with uh, the two engineers in the back of the studio right there, uh, Ian and Eric. Well, what did and, they uh, say? They uh, well, we were we were talking about uh, certain factors, and um, I'm not going to say which one of them, but one of them said that definitely, um, you know, uh, having a very very uh, good physical appearance is very important. Um, <laughs> in the behind area is very important as well. Um, but so definitely is a good butt. But but wait a second, that but, or but. friendship as well is very, very important. So those those are two very big factors hey, as get well. Get your butt in here then. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna write that then get your butt in here and explain what you He's mean gotta by answer friendship. the phones. <laughs> well, arm today. Yeah, he's injured. We actually have a phone call uh caller uh, yes and we're gonna talk about the injury after after a, a quick break. But uh, let's go to the phone lines really quick. Hello, you are on air right now. Impact Sexposure. How you doing? Not too bad. How you doing? Pretty good. Who's this? This is Spence. Spence, thank you so much for uh, calling in on Impact Sexposure. Thank you. Um, I'd like to say that I think trust for me and um, so much as that my partner would have to trust that uh, like they can tell me anything okay. and that I'm not going to like react negatively. You know, like that I can, I can listen to what they have to say and, you know, actually like work it through if, if it's a long-term relationship. If it's a fling, then yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we don't, me, have, to, we don't a, have to, like, talk, do we? Spence, give me a little more about that. You say uh, trust to you is that she can tell you anything and you're going to be confidential about it. What else does trust mean? Well, that I can tell her anything without um, having her, like, overreact. You know, if, if I said something really off the wall that she'd be kind of like, okay, that's kind of weird, but... Is it just about telling or is it about doing? Um, I get, yeah, doing, I guess I didn't even really think about that when you, but I was thinking more of just like the, the, the talking part, but yeah, doing too, that like, you know, you kind of get a feeling of what they're going to do. Like, I'm going to assume like, you're in a relationship, okay? 
Yeah, I am. Uh, do you think that your partner can fulfill all your needs? Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, to I mean, yeah. I don't mean just sexual. Okay. Well, even more so, like, well, no. I, then I would say, I guess no, because okay. she's not gonna, you know, be a buddy. And do, do you expect like, her to fulfill all your needs? No. Okay. So no, you're you're I, able to have other relationships with other people, and she's cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He might like, have taken that question out of context at first too, if you were saying fulfill all your needs as in in a relationship. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I have male covering friends. for the male, right? Well, well, I think <laughs> I think because you guys are both like, wow, like he, like I think he just heard the question wrong. We're just having a testosterone yeah. reaction I, I, here. Yeah. Spence, <laughs> right. I've given I've given up all my other friends. Everybody, <laughs> is my only social. Health Spence, that's good. Stop by the third floor. Of, the <laughs> <laughs> Spence, of those of those other things I said, well, such, such as uh, uh, love and friendship, commitment, humor. Uh, sexual variety. What which of those are important to you? Um, sexual variety, like it, within the relationship. I'm I'm pretty monogamistic. No, mono- what is that? What is monogamous? Right. Monogamous. Thank you. I'm struggling with words right now. Um, yeah. So I mean, but to to explore, like to be uh, to explore our own sexuality, I think is important. Okay. What does pretty monogamous mean to you? Um, I have. I've had more than one sexual partner during the life. during this relationship. Not during this relationship, no. Okay. But when I when the relationship has when we communicate that we are uh, in a relationship, I say that I'm monogamous. Not, not that it, I want to get you in trouble, Spence, but <laughs> after two, you sat down and defined to each other what it means to be committed. Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We need you as a poster boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You hey. me as a poster board? Yeah, sure. Hey. Thanks for calling in. We got. We'll stick something extra in the prize pack for you. Oh, cool! Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Why don't we uh, take a quick break right here on uh, Impact Sex Exposure? But we will be right back. And remember, those the phone lines are open at four three two three eight nine three. You're listening to Sex Exposure. You're listening to Exposure on eighty eight point nine. The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. 89 FM, this is Impact Exposure. Thank you very much for tuning in if you just have. If you've been listening the entire show, well, thank you. It's been a really good show, and this is one of the last uh, Sexposure shows, the last Sexposure show of the school 
year, the academic school year. Uh, we've been talking about summer flings uh, for part of the show and what that means. Now we're going to be moving on a little bit. But if you have any questions about anything, phone lines are open, 432-3893. And uh, we actually have a caller on right now. Hello, you are live on Impact Sex Exposure. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, who's this? Uh, my name's Cassie. Cassie, thank you so much. So, uh, what do you think about uh, really much, pretty much anything? It's summertime. Um, we've been talking about summer flings. What's on your mind? Um, well, actually, I was thinking more towards the list that he just read off on what's uh-huh. most important. And I think that the one thing that no one brought up was realistic expectations, which I think is most important to me. What does that mean to you? Realistic expectations? Yeah. Um, just being able to sit down with someone and understand what they expect out of the relationship and what you expect out of the relationship. You mean you just don't assume? What? <laughs> you just don't assume that they know what you want? No, not to assume. I'm saying to, like, <laughs> no, know I'm exactly. I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. It was just, it means sarcastic, which is not uh, like me. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, right. So, yeah, realistic, right. Realistic expectations. So you sit down at the beginning of a relationship or during a relationship or, or what and just okay, say... Okay, well, for example, I'm in a long-distance relationship right now. My uh, boyfriend graduated a year before me. And I graduate in about two weeks. So we did the long distance thing for about a year. And it was more so like understanding what he would want out of it once I graduated and what I expect when I move out there. You are in a perfect transition because we were just going to talk about long distance relationships and, and get away from the flings. So, so, and one of the questions we had down in the paper is what, what advice would you give to people who may have started a relationship here and now over the summer they won't be with their partner. What, what kind of advice would you give them besides the realistic expectations? Yeah, besides that, I mean, if you're going to get into a long-term relationship, you better really, really think it's important and you have to really like the person. And honestly, like, I don't think long-distance relationships generally last if you're not fully committed or it's not important to you. And okay. I think at a point when you, like, realize it's not important to you, for example, say you're at the bar and you start you know, flirting and you think you could go home with a guy, that's when it's not important and that's when you end your long-term relationship. Okay. Any advi- uh, other advice? Um, talk on the phone every time, every day before you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that important? Why is that important? Um, I think because when we were together, when we were, saw each other every day, we always saw each other right before bed. So to be talking, like, right before you go to bed kind of keeps that intimacy still there with you, so it's the last thing you think of before you fall asleep. Uh, how, how long did you go without seeing him? Oh, I, I'm at about a year now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's tough, you know. I, I it's, myself... It's the hardest it. thing you'll ever do, but if it's worth it, it's worth it. But, and Cassie, this is what you're saying, too, is that it's that communication um, that's, that's really kept it going, um, so that kind of... Every night, talking on the phone. That have has have you found that that's been really helping? I mean, just kind of always, both of you doing what you can to uh, keep yeah. up the dialogue. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it is like constantly being on the phone and sharing what's going on in your life. Otherwise, you get to the point where you feel like you don't even know the person if you don't know what's going on in their life. So it's very important that you talk every day, at least when you wake up. In between the day, you send text messages and you talk at night. So that last question before we give you your super-duper prize, you said make sure you're really committed. How do, how do you figure out whether you're really committed? How did you figure out you were really committed to this guy and he was committed to you? Okay. Um, one, can you see yourself with anyone else in any point in your life? And two, if you broke up with him right now, would you look for the exact same thing you had? And if the answer is 
like, it, if the answer is no to the first one, then good, and the answer is yes to the second one, then you're, like, right on track. Like, if you have what you would look for, if you didn't have it, then you stick with it. You're going to be our poster woman. We have a poster <laughs> boy. You're going to be a poster woman. Hey, thanks for calling in. Thank, All right. Thank you. Thanks, thank Cassie. You. And, and that's what we were talking about. Uh, Casey actually said that, uh, it's, and we were talking, it's good to have your, not specific expectations, but it's good to have your little kind of almost like a private checklist to go through saying, you know, this is the person that I've been seeing. How does that person match up to my own personal um expectations, so to speak, very broad expectations. I think having some flexibility in your expectations are really important. I mean, you might end up meeting somebody that you never expected to get into a relationship with, and they turn out to be, you know, someone that you become committed to, um, and that you really, you know, proceed with a fuller relationship. So, um, I think that while your own kind of personal checklist for health and safety reasons are important, being flexible and some of your other things are important. Well, I think she made a good point, too, as far as the expectations thing, um, because she talked about about establishing expectations before they were separated and, and, and were started to do the long-distance thing, but also sounded like she had it in her head what to expect if if those things changed for her and what that would mean to their relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like they they sort of had a contingency plan for... And they they were able to communicate and talk about this um, beforehand about when those expectations might change. Right. Well, before we get to the next part, I'm I'm kind of shocked by this because you know I've done this exercises year after year, and realistic expectations hardly ever surfaces in the top five. It's like down at the bottom, and I haven't heard anyone talk about uh, some of the ones that do come to the top, like humor. How important is humor in a relationship? Oh, I mean, if, if if you're with someone who can make you, you know, I mean, humor is one of the best things, in my opinion, in, in everyday life. If you're with someone that can make you laugh and always cheer you up, I mean, that's really... It's in my top five for sure. Oh, yeah. For me. It's, a, it's up there for me, you know. Okay. It's in my top seven. I like to laugh. Top seven? <laughs> you're always laughing. But Aaron okay. doesn't laugh. Because I don't need someone else to make me laugh. Well, this is uh, Impact Exposure, and we're actually we have, we have another caller on the line. And again, the phone lines are open four three two three eight nine three. Hello, Brian. You are on live on the air. Sex Exposure. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Definitely uh, very good. We're just talking about uh, well, pretty much anything that's on your mind: uh, long distance relationships, uh, summer flings. Right. What's up? Well, I wanted to weigh in on the list first. Um, I wanted to say that uh, common interests. I believe you mentioned that. Yeah are very important. Like I, I'm in a four year relationship right now and I don't like I don't know where we would be without all the uh activities and interests that we, you know, share with each other. Brian, but do do you know, we talk a lot about what makes a healthy relationship and sometimes I don't know, sometimes it's just the freedom you both have in that relationship to do other things. Do you have interests outside of your common interests that you still pursue? Oh I do. You know, I um I enjoy art and stuff like that. You know, art by can't draw with two people you know what i'm saying uh you know i play lots of sports stuff like that but it's you know the common interest like going to see movies and you know going for a walk and picking up a cup of coffee or whatever mm-hmm. that really just kind of unifies people so what's what's next on your list i mean you said common interest what, what else is important to you um well obviously the uh i don't know how you would say this the uh the sexual part of the sure. uh, relationship is very important. I mean, it, at least not, I'm sure it, at least not just for me. Um, you know, it's probably something that many people don't want to just come out and say that, you know, the sexual part of the relationship is very important. 
Well, and it's yeah. funny you should say that, and I know we have another caller, but it's funny you should say that. Usually when I do this exercise in the class where I can see everybody, hardly anybody says sexual <laughs> variety. But now that we're on anonymous radio, people are saying that. But I haven't heard any women say that yet, though, have I? Except for, for our first one who loved the flings. But, so so where, where does this other stuff like love and humor and friendship and stuff, where does that fall into it? Well, I mean... It, it all falls together. I mean, you can't you can't have a, a good, solid relationship without love and without humor and without trust and all of those things that go along with it. Okay. So they all kind of they all kind of fit in like a puzzle, if you will. But I also wanted to weigh in on the uh, long distance relationship thing. Uh, for anybody who's listening who plans on having a long distance relationship, uh, don't don't kid yourself. It's it's a lot of work. Like I consider myself a very faithful monogamous guy. And I tried the long-distance relationship thing, and I don't know if it would be this way if I'd have been at home, but at college with all the temptation around, it's a very hard thing to do. So are you weighing in on this uh, love the one you're with, too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Yay! Hey, thanks for the call, and we'll get you super-duper packed to you. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Brian. And uh, before we actually have some more callers, phone lines are open four three two three eight nine three. Before we on your list, <laughs> you know the list is uh, very popular. And actually, uh, just so you know, uh, Eric also our engineer said that uh, sexual variety is very very important. He said that that's one of the top top things on on his list. We already and, know uh, you like butts, so, so uh, I mean, you know, there he it likes, is. He likes the booty. <laughs> yeah, good thing we have a glass wall between him and I. <laughs> <laughs> You just wait till after the show. Things will change. Uh, why don't we go to the lines again? Ben, okay. you are on the air live on Impact Sex Exposure. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing just great. What's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to comment on the whole fling thing and the um, like, sex being very important. And I, I just personally don't feel that um, that is that important in a relationship when you can first have a friendship. So I like I'm saying. That uh, the friendship should come first and the commitment before sex. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I definitely agree, and it's great to finally hear somebody say that because um, so often we jump into physical relationships quickly. Um, I know a lot of us that are, are part of that, you know, jump into it and figure it out later, and you could figure it out later and find out that person is a complete. Something I can't say on the radio. <laughs> and, you know, and so sometimes we jump into that physical relationship and we don't think ahead. Um, so friendship sometimes is, can be really important, and I think it's definitely in my top five. Just so you know, she whispered it to me. Uh, <laughs> but friendship, I, let's, let, let, me, let me just ask you about that. You know, because, you know, this whole concept about what's the difference between a relationship and a friendship. Are you saying friendship in the context of a relationship that you need to be friends with this person and that's the most important thing to you? Oh, probably. Okay. You know, what, what, I mean, how do you distinguish that from, you know, your friend uh, down the street or the friend that you grew up with? I mean, what makes it different for you? Um, I'm not sure. It's, it's uh, um, whichever, like, I personally um, am waiting for the right person kind of to do that with. Okay. And so I'm looking for a really solid relationship before any of that. And well, whoever, whoever I get along with the most um, and share the most quality time with is the person that I would want to um, have that kind of relationship with. What do, what do you want most in a relationship, though? What is it that you want? I mean, beyond, beyond the friendship, what is it that you want most? You say you're waiting for this, this person, this solid relationship. What is it that you want most? Um, just the companionship, um, huh. someone to be there for you that understands you. 
Yeah, so so you're you're actually talking about a lot of these elements, trust in communication yeah. and stuff, you know, and 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 I think it's admirable. I appreciate Sounds the like call. Intimacy too is important. Yeah. Right. I think I think it's very admirable. Thanks for the call, yep. Ben. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yep, and and you know it was actually it, it was very very uh, good too because uh, Ian back there said that you know um, for him it, it's been friendship because all of all of his best relationships have been with with people who are his his best friends and it's 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 really interesting because um, I remember that about twenty minutes ago I made the analogy why do you go across a softball field or a football field you know to say hi to someone and you know is there's obviously that attraction there. But it's, and I believe uh, we were also talking, you know, once that passion, that, that initial spark, which is very necessary in any relationship, um, doesn't die down, but it, it just isn't at the centerfold anymore. You need to be with someone, and this is me getting on my soapbox, but <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Like, do you need to, you need to be with someone who not, not only can you just kind of, you know, tolerate or put up with, but yeah, we get along and we've never had any major problems, but you take it and the other direction even more where it says not only are there no problems but we're actual friends we can we can do things together and enjoy our company um listen there, there can only be one soapbox in the room so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry dr d i'm sorry <laughs> no, no, no you're you're you were cool i mean you're talking about some fundamental concepts you know passion and friendship and all these things you know and we could sit for hours and talk about these different things uh no one really knows what sometimes starts a relationship sometimes it's physical attraction sometimes you know you look at that person you go Wow, they actually listened to me. That felt pretty darn, darn good. You know, it's maybe it starts with intimacy. Maybe you know, there's like twelve different types of intimacy. Maybe you're in a, a work group or a study group, or maybe you're playing in a band with somebody, or maybe you're out at a sunset or a concert, and you just feel good about it. Or maybe someone just listens to you, and you go, "God, that felt really good." And it starts there. You, you never know. Yeah, sometimes they start with physical attraction, and do they last? Yes, some of them do last. Some of them don't. But you know, some of our callers have given some of the best advice here. Is you know, you know what to look for, how to feel about it. Yeah, long distance relationships are tough in many cases. <laughs> the whole time he was talking about long distance relationships, everyone's saying, "Don't do it. Don't do it. It don't work." Wretched. <laughs> no, I, I, I was one, I was in one for three years. Who was person is now my 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 dear partner, and it was tough because you know I'm a visual person. I like to see her. I like to be with her. I like to touch her. You know, we talk about uh, what what are turn ons and turn offs to a relationship, and you have to think about the sens sensuousness of being with another person when you're not there to smell them or touch them or talk with them or kiss them. Sometimes it's really difficult. So the one caller said, "You better have a working definition of commitment to be able to last because it's important." Mm -hmm. Because commitment really means now. Absolutely. And be open and honest about it. A lot of um, long-distance relationships find that monogamy is not the best for them. They're going to be committed to each other in a intimate way, but not in a sexual way. And that works for some people, and that doesn't work for some people. And that's something you need to be open and honest with your partner about. I mean, let's face it. Sex is terribly overrated. It really is. When, 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 you, when you're talking about all the other things that you can get in a relationship with somebody, the sensuousness, the, you know, the intimacy, the, you know, the companionship, like this guy said, you know, he really was genuine. I just want a companion. I want somebody to relate with, somebody that will listen to me. I mean, we'll flood the lines on this one. Let's just flood the lines. People out there, if you've never had anyone that really listened to you, uh, call in. 
Well, if you have somebody that, <laughs> that, that, you know, you know, you know how it feels, you know, you, you talk with somebody and they really don't listen to you or just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. And then you just keep yeah, talking. Yeah, I'm not listening. <laughs> oh, I saw your eyes said it all. Back to you. There you go. But no, you know how it is when you, I asked this question last, I said, you, you, have, you got somebody in your life who actually really listens to you and you uh-huh. feel like they hear you and, and they care about you. You know how, how impactful that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, my gosh. You sit there really and you're like, about. I don't really know what to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's actually listening. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, I don't think that's to say that the, the, the caller previously before that that said one of the most important things to him was the sexual part of the relationship. Oh. I mean, in a peer ranking sense, maybe the sex is a big part of it, but that doesn't mean, I mean, he, was, he said, I think, four-year relationship. So obviously something's can, going right. Yeah, it can define. I mean, I have a lot, a lot of people in my life who I can be intimate with in a lot of ways, and some I'm choose to be intimate with in sexual ways, and some I choose to be intimate with in companionship ways. And there's very, you know, there's a lot of people in my life that I can be intimate with, but there's a lot of different ways that I'm intimate too. Now, since this is our last show. I can call people. I, I see our host for Torch and Twang, and they're just raising their eyebrows when we say intimate and stuff like that. And I'm wondering, the number of people out there, when, when Casey just said that, there's many ways you can be intimate. Do you right away run to the definition of sex, like intimate? No, it's not. It's not about sex. Intimacy is not about sex. It's, it's, it's not at all. It's, it's about that knowing somebody else, caring about someone else, sharing of things. But right away when we say intimacy, people go, sex. No, it's it's not about that. It's probably one of the worst ways to become intimate with somebody. Oh, here she comes. We're in trouble. (laughs) And and again, this is very impactful stuff here on uh, The Impact, 89FM. Yes. Sorry. I am am a – Eric calls me a shameless plug machine. So so I am. But but, but, – and it's it's true. And we have about – uh, five minutes left in the show, and I, I just wanted really quick to, uh, you know, this is the last show uh, of the academic year and uh, until it starts ag- again in fall. Mm-hmm. What do you think, uh, in terms of general advice, you can give over the summer because people are going to be going home, probably not going to tune in uh, if, if they're outside of the area. What do you think right now is some of the, the key points? But before I get there, you know, Casey said to us all at the break that we really want to just spend a minute talking about single, mm-hmm. the single life, because, you know, Definitely. we're talking a lot about relationships, but it's so, so okay and so all right to be single. Sometimes I think people should be single before they even get in a relationship to really know themselves. So, right. I, so think that, I think that if you're choosing to be single or if you just happen to be single, that there's a lot of independence to be found in that. And I think that there's a lot of time for self-exploration. And I think that that is the foundation of a lot of things that grow from there. I think you're a, a better partner. I think that you have a better understanding of how to be intimate with someone else because you are intimate with yourself and you know who you are and what you want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can't stand to be with yourself, then I mean, can you really expect someone else to be with you? I mean, I think you need to spend some time figuring out who you are and um, and what it's like to really hang out with yourself. You know? Well, you know, and sometimes we say, you know, you need to like yourself and that's sometimes a hard concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people, there are things that have been ingrained and cultured into them that they don't like about themselves. But, you know, you do really need to kind of like yourself before you're going to relate to somebody else. Because how are they going to know you if you don't know yourself? Because mm-hmm. you teach other people to right. love you. Yeah. So get to your advice now. 
Oh, well, my advice. Oh, oh boy, I don't even know. Uh, I guess I would say that uh, the most As a graduate thing, going out there. Do you want me to do it in like a Hallmark card style? <laughs> no? Just like straight up advice? I'm going to make you put a condom on before you do it. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I'm actually graduating in a week. It's one of the things I'm definitely going to miss. And, uh, you know, at least on the air. Never mind. I'm, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> advice. Uh, right, advice. I, I would say definitely, uh, you know, we can, we've been kind of almost pushing that communication word to, to death, so I'm not even going to touch that. But one of the things I can definitely say is definitely know who you are. Um, if you're single, if you're in a relationship, um, knowing, I guess, how when situations come up with your partner, how you re- knowing how you are going to react to those situations is really important. I mean, that's one of the things, um, at least from my own personal experience with relationships, that um, I think there's always a tendency to want to act on things and change things and kind of put yourself in a good position. Mm -hmm. But really the most important thing, in my opinion, is not acting, but learning how to properly react to situations because things are going to happen that are out of your control. And things are going to happen that, you know, you may be like, well, why is uh, she or he, you know, saying this? I didn't even think about this. This is right out of the blue. So I guess spending, spending that, that really intimate time with yourself is really important too. Mm -hmm. Um, in my humble opinion, I don't even know if that made any sense whatsoever. Probably should have stuck to the Hallmark gig. I don't know. I think um, for me, the most important thing is to be honest with yourself. Um, be very, very honest with yourself about do I really want to be in this relationship? Do I want to continue pursuing this relationship further? Um, do I want to be single? Being really honest with yourself and your own personal needs and your own level of commitment uh, is going to be really important because sometimes we get into these relationships and we get caught up because this person is so cool and you just love to be around them all the time, but you know you're not ready to commit to something bigger than that. Um, and I think it's really important that we be honest with ourselves. With it. You I mean, have to choose intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, that's going to fall in your lap. Or you have to choose to be intimate, and it's an art. And one of the things you need to do is you need to face your aloneness. You need to face certain things in order to be intimate. And you need to expect to be afraid. You need to take some chances because intimacy is something that develops. It just doesn't happen because you have sex. It happens because you really care about another person and you want that person to share your life with them. I agree. And I think that the base of all of this before you can set up the realistic expectations that we were talking about. And um, and I, we use the word checklist. I don't really like the word checklist because that was me. I feel, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's an ever-changing thing of realistic expectations compared to who you are, who your partner is at the time. And if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a monogamous, a monogamous relationship and the communication needs to fall in place, if you're going to be in a relationship or or single, you know, and knowing that you're okay being single and knowing who you are will help with intimacy with other people. And I think Go ahead, Andrew. I think uh my motto is going to be for the summer uh to live live in the moment. I know I've been worrying a lot about the future lately and probably a lot of other people graduating and moving on to the next year are thinking in the same way. So I think, you know, if you're single, enjoy your independence. If you're in a relationship, enjoy that relationship um and Enjoy the present. Read the column today if you get a chance. Uh, I'd like to thank WDBM and Impact for hosting us this year and, and our gracious host. And I'm sorry for picking on the producers and the and the host for Torch <laughs> and Twang. But uh, uh, we appreciate everything you did for us. Um, real quick, we just want to let everybody know that Olin is open all summer long, 8 to 5. So if you do continue to have questions, don't hesitate to hop on our website, olin.msu.edu. Um, send us a question via body line or stop into Olin.
And thank you very much to our uh, Sexposure panel. As always, thanks a lot to Eric and Ian, of course. Progressive Torch and Twang is coming up right now. I'm Alex Rusciano, and you are listening to 89FM. Have a great summer. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.